Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. Many years ago, the knight would leave the castle to go slay his dragon. You may think dragons aren't real, but our guest today would beg to differ. What are those dragons? Listen in to learn how to pursue your dreams. You must first slay your dragons. Today on The Whole Steward. Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into The Whole Steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send The Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week, to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening. Well, this is episode number 17, and I'm so thankful you've joined. Today is a very exciting day because we have a special guest joining us in a little bit to bring us some inspiring perspective on starting your own business and what it means to be an entrepreneur. I have to ask you, what is holding you back from taking that step that you know you should take or deep down you have that dream But it seems that society just presses in and kind of structures itself around holding you back from achieving what it is you would like to achieve if you had the option. If you could just dream your wildest dream of what success would look like for you, if you were to structure your life and build it in the way that you would want it to look... Maybe that is, as a Christian, the way God wants it to look, then what would it look like? What would you be doing on a daily basis? What would your family time look like? What would your job or your career look like? What would your business look like when it's successful? What would all these things that could be strategically defined and laid out What would it look like? Have you ever thought about that? Think about it right now for just a moment. Now, also think about what is it that is between where you are now and where you would like to be? Is it a lack of time? Is it a lack of money? Is it a lack of support or resources? Is it that you haven't met the right people or you don't know the right people right now? Maybe it's something in your past that makes you fearful of what might be in the future. Maybe it's a sense of security where you are now. Human beings don't really like change. We don't necessarily like to be put outside of our comfort zone. I think that maybe because our brains are the epicenter of our learning. And when we learn something, that's what our brain is used to. It knows, oh, I've seen this before. I know what to do. I've seen that before. I know what to do. Once our brain has learned something, it can repeat the actions necessary when that something is encountered again. But if we're going to step out 
into a place where we've never been before, into a place where our brains don't know what to expect. We don't like change because our brains have never seen it before. We have never seen the inputs, the stimuli, the dragon, if you will, before. Especially if we are not used to slaying the dragon, if we don't do that on a regular basis, then we will certainly be very afraid because we won't know how to fight. We won't know what to do next. And that can be very scary. So I would submit to you today that maybe one of the biggest reasons why you haven't stepped out of the castle to slay that dragon is because of fear, because of your own beliefs, the intellectual and subconscious disposition of your brain inside that says, I don't know what to expect, but I know what to expect now, even though it's not where I want to be, so I'll just stay here. Maybe that's in a job that you don't like. Maybe it's in a family situation where you're working too many hours and you know you should come back to the family time more. But you're afraid because what if things change? What if I lose my job or I don't perform well enough there? Or what if you could just fill in the blank? What if, what if, what if, what if? The question that you need to ask yourself is, is the fear that resides deep down in you, is that what is holding you back? Because there's nothing really external that hasn't been surmounted by somebody else. Others have overcome probably much certainly more arduous, more odds, more difficult circumstances than you necessarily would need to to get where you need to go. They've done it successfully, and you could certainly as well. But what's standing in your way is slaying your own dragon. Now, we have a very special guest today, and he is one who has slain many dragons in his life. Those would be fears, anxieties, and business endeavors that would seem insurmountable to someone who has no experience at this. And yet he has done it. And he is here today to inspire you to do it as well. He has a very unique approach in that he went about his personal and professional business in a realm called franchising. Now, I'll describe it just a little during the interview. But I want to give you a little bit of context. A franchise is simply a business model that is self-contained, usually a small business model, that can be repeated or cloned over and over. So you have the same brand name, and the brand, the corporate headquarters of the brand, will contract out or license out the rights to operate that brand, that business model, and all the resources that go with that business model in a certain territory. And that territory is 
a protected territory for the business owner to operate his or her business in. It can be very useful because all the systems are in place. But let me not steal Mark's thunder. So let's jump right into Dreams vs. Dragons with Mark Tickham. Mark began pursuing dreams over dragons 30 years ago after graduating with a master's degree in economics. While in graduate school, Mark was presented with the opportunity through a close friend to run a college pro painters franchise. This opportunity spoke to his desire to work hard and achieve his own dreams. Soon after operating that small summer college student-run franchise, Mark found himself presented with a unique opportunity to join forces with other driven and similarly inspired individuals to build Serta Pro Painters into the household name it is today. Since those early years, Mark has owned and operated eight different franchised and startup businesses. Welcome to the whole steward, Mark Tickham. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you very much. We're so glad to have you here and... I would just love to hear a little bit more about your background. Tell us how you got here. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. And I'll, I'll keep this, you know, brief for now, but certainly we can develop it further if, if there's interest to do that. Um, you know, Andrew, it's been a, a, a journey that I'm extremely grateful uh, for. I think, you know, being grateful and gratefulness is a very important aspect of human existence and um, recognizing that, Others play a role. Both you and I are strong Christian men of, of faith, and that has certainly played a significant part in the journey. Um, you know, Karen, my wife, you know, life's so much about who you choose to do it with here on earth and up above. Um, and here on earth, the earthly folk that we choose to do our lives with, of course, spouse. Wow, that plays a major role in that. I, Andrew, I was actually reminded of that thinking back. The reading I've done, I think, you know, you're definitely also more interesting if you're interested, right? And so that's led me to read quite a bit. And one of the early books of influence I'd read back in graduate school was written by Dr. Stanley, Dr. Danko, who wrote The Millionaire Next Door. Mm -hmm. And they dedicated an entire section of that book to spouses, and so I'd be really uh, remiss if I didn't recognize Karen's role in guidance and, and influence and really complimenting me in so many ways, as we've certainly been people that have leaned in on opportunities. I think that's important, you know, not to be tentative or, or, or um, too overly calculating, but to be able to lean in and, and seek opportunity that fits your vision, your personal journey, um, and, and complements, you know, your values that you, that you hold close, never want to compromise those. So that's, Andrew, that's really guided me as a man, um, Karen, uh, as my spouse, she's been very involved in that in helping us make decisions. And Andrew, for us, whether like you mentioned, it was at Serta Pro Painters early on, um, candidly, I think in many, many journeys, there's a little bit of luck involved, if people are going to be honest. 
and uh, Circa Pro, really the luck was our ability at times, I think there was some luck here, to attract great people, you know, franchise owners, staff to that organization. And, and by doing that, wow, that it, in, and of, in and of itself became a disruptor. But that's, Andrew, something that Karen and I have really learned to seek is the various businesses we've been in, food, fitness, real estate, of course, home improvement. That, that home improvement's been a constant for me for 30 years. It's really being honest with yourself. Can I disrupt here? You know, is my approach, what I bring to the party, right? What I bring to this business, is it a disruptor? And feeling confident about that, because certainly you don't want to be disrupted. So that's that's been a common theme. And really within that, where Karen and I have found being an advocate for our customer, if that, because we don't like to complicate simple things, if that simple approach can prove to be the tip of the spear and a big part of our disruption, we found an ability to thrive. You know, in some models, honestly, like food and fitness, doing that um, allows you to compete with others, but truly you got to get up early and stay late uh, to, to thrive in some markets, only being just that advocate for the customer. Um, whereas, as many of us know, all of us who are homeowners, my goodness, it's so hard to find a person that'll advocate for you and, and conduct themselves professionally in the home improvement space. So when I look back over our journey, Karen and I, where we've had the most success as we define it, it's been in that simple space where while so fragmented, there's really a struggle, what I refer to as an entrepreneurial seizure that takes place in the home improvement space where so many contractors, if you will, have a very difficult time with the bandwidth or even a skill set to advocate and create a great experience for that customer. Now that's interesting. So I want to go that direction, but before we do, how did you uh, take us back to that original time when you were uh, in school and you came to Karen and said, Hey, I'm thinking about this uh, franchise over here. What was that like? Uh, it was, dif- it was, it was difficult. Andrew, thank you for asking that. Cause I, <laughs> we, Karen and I still talk about this. Some. Um, you know, she's German. She's a Zimmerman. Uh, and uh, I, of course, general categorization here, but grew up very conservatively. Um, German family uh, mindset of, you know, be useful, which is, I think, is a wonderful mindset, actually. Um, yet, you know, be useful working for others. And, um, you know, she married someone here. Uh, we've been now and married 30 years that believes, yeah, be useful, yet be useful to your own purposes, your own design, you know, pursue your own dreams. Why, why work hard and invest your capital, personal and otherwise, helping others achieve theirs, you know, pursue your own. So um, that was a difficult conversation years and years ago um, where it was perceived we were giving up the security 
Now, many watching this podcast, Andrew, will chuckle because it's only perceived when you're working for someone else because truly, you know, they have the keys and they make the decisions around whether you stay or you go. But, um, you know, it took faith in God above, honestly, and faith also with that in ourselves to go, you know, we believe in ourselves. We believe in this particular concept. Let's get after it. Let's pursue true meaning in our own personal journey. So it it involved her support. Certainly she'll admit, and she speaks about this often, way out of her comfort zone. Um, but, you know, Andrew, we found some joy in staying out of our comfort zone. I've, I've learned a phrase, uh, comfort kills. Um, it can kill a lot of things. And it can kill a person's ability or limit a person's ability to tru- truly achieve full potential when they remain too comfortable. Mm-hmm. So now fast forward this many years, you mentioned eight different businesses. Can you just rattle off what those eight are? I'm super interested. Absolutely. Yes. So there's been a couple within the, the food space. Um, there's been a couple within the fitness space. Um, we've been involved, like you, actually. We've been involved in a couple of investments within real estate. And believe it or not, there was even a development called Union Green in Auckland, New Zealand, which is on the opposite side of the world from Michigan, where I live today. Um, that was definitely uh, outside our comfort zone. Um, we're also involved in a partnership that invests in apartment buildings, happen to be around the Tampa, Florida area. Um, of course, started out in the home improvement state space in painting, um, and then here at Floor Coverings International. My wife's also a speech therapist, so we've made some investments in that industry. So it's really covered the gamut of industries. That's super cool. Now, I have a lot of small business owners yes. uh, in my audience, and you shared with me a book that I had not read yet. Uh, yes. But I now have it in my back pocket called E-Myth. And yes. it was very fascinating and eye-opening. So I'd like you to talk a little bit about uh, the three roles that we see in the the business, in small business. Yes. And how technicians, yes. who maybe both you and I, started as a technician, and you were alluding to this, so I want to take yes. it there. Yes. You, you say, hey, I'm doing this thing. I'm working day to day on whatever the technical work is of the business. And you say, hey, why can't I do this work for myself? And you get this, what you called an entrepreneurial seizure and yes. say, I feel like I have to do this for myself. And you jump both feet into something that maybe you weren't fully prepared for because it takes a different mindset. Can you describe those three roles for us? Yes. Thank you, Andrew. And, and Andrew, I'm glad you alluded to this book, you know, the e-myth because truly, you know, I think there's a myth Andrew out there that we have to have this original thought, you know, we have to be the originator, the creator of all things that we're going to own and operate. And as you know, Andrew, there's been this incredible surge within uh, business ownership called franchising. 
And the reason franchises have become so popular is it maintains and distinguishes, and if you don't mind, Andrew, I'll be specific, between the entrepreneur and that technician. And if I, with my experience now, right, my lens has developed through all the mistakes that Karen and I have made, the reason I, I've come to this understanding, the reason that we found our ability to thrive can be achieved so much more quickly in a franchise is it's allowed us to separate, you know, church and state to, to maintain that separation between ourselves as entrepreneurs and any temptation we might have to be a technician where, uh, according to Michael Gerber, who wrote this book and caused, caused quite a stir, and now it's become a chorus, right, of, of consensus across smart, business-minded people, it's probably the leading causal factor um, that ultimately creates demise and business failure is a technician forgetting that that one thing they're equipped to do as they work in the business, it could be making pies, right? It could be whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, computer IT services, whatever it might be, in my case, painting, flooring, whatever it might be. But man, that one thing that you know how to do enslaves you. And all the things you should be doing as an entrepreneur to truly achieve your vision, what I call working neck up, right? Um, intelligently, you don't have time for. And what's been discovered is, man, that's the leading cause of business failure. Why so many business startups fail? So the franchising community, you know, has rallied around this and, hey, there's not, there's not many original thoughts out there. Leverage the experience of uh, others in this franchising community. Become a great pirate, right? Um, leverage that experience and skill and your own and maintain that separation. Hire the technician, right? Lead those technicians to work in the business so you can truly, right, work on it. And Andrew, if you don't mind, I have a great analogy here. I'm a bit of a water guy, as you know. We live here on Lake Michigan. And um, it's um, it's been a phenomenal experience for myself, my daughters. I have two daughters, my wife. Um, we were on the beach this morning, actually. And uh, one of the things I love doing is paddleboard surfing, okay, which uh – -huh. You know, it's not as, for us older guys, it's not as hard on the neck and the back because you can stand up all right, the time, right. um, pivot, get that board around and sail into shore. And we actually get some huge waves out here. We actually had 15 foot waves last weekend on Lake, on Lake Michigan. Wow. So, yeah. So my daughters have gotten me some of these trucks here that have surfboards on them. Um to uh, recognize this passion of mine. But Andrew, I like using this analogy, you know, the business startup, which I've done, if you don't mind, I'll use this vehicle as the business startup because these are, these are vehicles, these various businesses we choose to be in. And let's say that your dreams, your goals, the things you'd like to achieve, let's say we'll represent them by these guys here. Okay, and they're out this way and the business is starting over here. And uh, they can be, you know, you, they're just representing the dreams, the purpose, your why that got you into the business to begin with. 
Now, there's another vehicle you'll remember I was holding. Let's say this represents the franchise opportunity you might consider versus the startup. Well, what Karen and I have had in our own direct experience is these businesses that we started, we first had to build the vehicle, right? Versus the franchises we've launched, vehicles already built. We're able to get in and start driving. Well, here's yeah. another epiphany we've had. Um, as this vehicle needs repair, right? We have to pull that vehicle over and work on it or enhance it in some way or repair it to keep it moving. Whereas the unique, really unique thing about a franchise opportunity is the crew is in the vehicle with you in a franchise community and they're working on that vehicle without it needing to stop as it continues traveling. And what Karen and I have personally experienced is our journey to our dreams has been made most expeditiously. <laughs> We've been able to get there much faster, which at the end of the day is the most important thing, and achieve them more rapidly in a franchise versus a startup. So because in part, it's allowed us to borrow and leverage what's already there um, and never get caught having to be the technician within that IT department or development department, but remain drivers and leaders in our business. And a lot of that I credit Michael Gerber with in this book. Now, for those who don't know, just a brief description of a franchise is basically a system of doing business, a business model that works that can be repeated over and over. And what a brand will do is take a business model and license that out in a territory to someone who would like to run that business in that territory. Now, a lot of people will have that entrepreneurial seizure and they'll start the business themselves and work, as you said, and get stuck in the technical work and become a slave to that. And what you're describing is a system that can be worked on as opposed to in, because if you get stuck as the technician in the business, you will or may get burnt out because now you're having to do all the technician's work plus business development and these other roles that maybe you aren't familiar with at all, like advertising or something like that. Now, a franchise community, Mark works as a VP of franchise development for Floor Coverings International, a very cool brand that's expanding very quickly. Um, I highly recommend you check them out. They're sweeping across the U.S. right now. If you look at a small business, say for the business owner who goes into business for themselves, what she might struggle with is how do I build the systems around this? And what Michael describes is building what we call the franchise prototype. Can you give us just a brief description of that? Yes, absolutely, Andrew. And that's really that great point because that's really that whole analogy, if you will, with the vehicle. That prototype, right, are all of the business systems and specialists working for the franchisor and as a result working for each franchisee that lead each of those systems and are responsible for continuous improvement and management 
of the systems, like the transmission, the engine, right? Everything that makes a vehicle go. And you simply step into that prototype that's been proven, that works so well for others. You step in and drive and take that vehicle as quickly as you'd like to your objectives and goals um, without ever suffering this entrepreneurial seizure that can lead to the technician's nightmare. And Andrew, if you'd like, I would love to rejoin this community of yours. Take this a bit deeper. I'm sure there are questions that are going to come from this presentation you and I have shared together. Um, and I would love to uh, rejoin your community. Well, I appreciate that. Deeper. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, if folks want to learn more, where can they find you? Thank you very much. So yeah, if you simply Google Floor Coverings International or flooring-franchise.com, um, either way, um, you'll find us. We've got a fantastic website and there's a lot of information there. And uh, you can even request to speak with me and we can connect directly. Number one, Andrew, I'm an advocate for the budding entrepreneur and entrepreneurial success. That is so cool. Well, thank you for taking the time. This has been very enlightening and very much appreciate it. And we should connect again. Let's do it. Andrew, you're a good man. I appreciate this time with you. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Cheers. What an inspiration from Mark. Involved in eight different small business opportunities and having found success in the franchise community of home improvement. Did you know we think of most franchises as being restaurants, but there are many other different businesses and brands that are cloning and franchising out that business model to expand their brand. The franchisee is really the boots on the ground representation of that brand. And it was just really awesome today to hear the success story that Mark has shared with us. Notice that Mark started with basically nothing. He didn't, he wasn't born into a wealthy family. He didn't start with a big sum, a big inheritance from his uncle. He started building these businesses from the ground up. He mentioned there was a little bit of luck involved. We use the word luck, but it's really the sovereignty of God. Keep in mind, when you're born, you really have nothing and you can't take anything out of the world when you leave. Job understood this. When he had lost everything, he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. He understood that we didn't bring anything in and we can't take anything out. We're just stewards of what God has given us while we're here. And shall we not also receive evil from the Lord? as well as good. Trusting God in our stewardship is a big commitment. Now, you may be thinking, I want to get started being an entrepreneur, but I don't know where to start. If you are a small business owner or you are thinking about becoming a small business owner, I highly recommend this book by Michael E. Gerber. 
He has been, since the 1970s, doing small business consulting and has helped over 100,000 small businesses grow and build and maintain their business because one in five small businesses fail in the first year and half of them fail in the first five years. So it's very important that you position yourself as an entrepreneur working on your business and not just as a technician in your business. Michael E. Gerber, in his book, The E-Myth Revisited, he takes you through the foundation of the differences between the different roles that we're talking about. And then the second half of the book is all about business development, your business development program. There are seven points that he takes you through, and they're very good. Again, I think this is mandatory reading for any small business owner or someone considering starting a small business. The seven steps are getting clear on your primary aim, your strategic objective, your organizational strategy, your management strategy, your people strategy, your marketing strategy, and your systems strategy. Now, you might think, well, I don't have to worry about that. I just run as a a sole proprietor. I do all the work myself. That is totally fine. However, you still need to read this book because you are filling the roles of different individuals in your business and you need to understand and develop your business in a sound and wise way. And this book can help you. Highly recommend it. Huge thanks to Mark today coming on, describing his path to success. That may not be your path. Everybody finds their own path. This is meant to inspire you to find your path. If you want to get a hold of Mark, you can do that directly as he described. Check out FCI, Floor Coverings International. That's where Mark's currently involved. Consider taking your business to the next level by working on your business rather than only in your business. And remember, to pursue your dreams, you must first slay your dragons. And there's no dragon out there that hasn't been slain before. So ask the Lord to help you with your biggest fears and then take that step. Leave the castle. Get ready to start that business or take your business to the next level. I'm glad you're listening to The Whole Steward. I have some things to revisit on my end, some things that I learned today. I hope you learned something too. Until next week, I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and now that you know more, go out and grow more. All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy, so you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusion. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com.